Welcome home to philosophy, where we wonder about everything and anything is possible. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Corey, the laughing philosopher. Life is complicated. The world is complicated. And you are complicated. Figuring out how to live a happy, meaningful life, guided by wisdom and reason, is not easy. Is life a game? What is love? Should I fear death? Is this a just world? Almost from the moment of birth, you've been told how to behave, how to fit in, and how to fulfill other people's expectations. You fear that you will lack importance or cease to exist in the lives of others if you think for yourself and question the rules and roles you've been told define you. Wisdom and reason will remove this illusion so you can live authentically in the world around you, find your true purpose, and become your real self. Episode number 60. What are 10 of the greatest philosophy jokes? Philosophers love jokes. And if you don't object to a brief rest from our intense discussion of life, God, the universe, and everything else, then I would like to share 10 of my favorite philosophy jokes that I think you will appreciate. These are the kind of jokes my friends tell one another just before the bartender says, I'm sorry, gentlemen, you'll have to leave. Number 10. A retired philosopher bought a farm in Kansas. One day, the philosopher's neighbor asked him, what did you give your horse last year when it had the colic? The philosopher replied, I gave my horse bran and molasses. The farmer went home and returned one week later. He said to the philosopher, I gave my horse bran and molasses and it died. The philosopher replied, so did mine. Number nine, Ludwig Wittgenstein was able to easily and comfortably answer the most profound and most complex questions about the meaning of life, morality, and the existence of God. Wittgenstein's driver was in awe of the philosopher at every lecture. And after listening to a great many talks, the driver was feeling pretty confident. So he suggested to Wittgenstein that they switch roles for that evening's lecture. 
Wittgenstein agreed, and his driver was introduced as an equally brilliant philosopher. For a while, the driver was a big success, until a woman in the audience asked, in Ludwig Wittgenstein's first book, Tractatus Logico Philosophicus, what did he mean by the world is all that is the case? The puzzle driver replied, that's an extremely simple question. So simple that even my driver will be happy to answer it. Number eight. As they were attempting to cross a violent, raging river, Diogenes and his friend Plato were separated on opposite sides. How do I get to the other side? shouted Plato. No problem, responded Diogenes. You're on the other side. Number seven. The sociologist, Emile Durkheim. The physicist, Niels Bohr. The mathematician, Paul Erdos. And the philosopher, Bertrand Russell were on a walk through the woods. They wandered into a field where they observed a lone black cow grazing. Looks like all of the cows around here are black, said Durkheim, the sociologist. But the physicist was unconvinced and Bohr replied, Looks like at least some of them are black. The mathematician considered the situation for a moment, and Erdos disagreed. Looks like at least one of them is black. But the philosopher, Bertrand Russell, calmly responded, Well, at least on one side, Number six, it was the end of the semester and Rene Descartes was about to give his philosophy class their final exam. Descartes pointed to a chair and instructed the class, prove that this chair does not exist. Well, the students began writing and writing page after page, using every theory and concept they had studied to prove that the chair doesn't exist. All but one student. Simone Weil wrote for about 10 seconds, turned in her answer, and exited the room. Two weeks later, final exam grades were posted. To everyone's surprise, the student who wrote for 10 seconds received the highest grade in the class. Her answer? What chair? 
Number five, this is a joke that will actually teach you something true. Soren Kierkegaard isolated himself and never left his home for a year in order to figure out the meaning of life. Kierkegaard even postponed his marriage with his beloved Regine Olson in order to contemplate this question free of all distractions and impediments. When he finally came out, Regine was the first person he wanted to see. I have found the answer, Soren declared. I know the purpose of life. Regine replied, for heaven's sake, tell me what life really is. It's difficult to explain, Soren responded, but I think it can best be understood as an umbrella. An umbrella? Regine said. Okay, but I'm confused. How is life like an umbrella? Kierkegaard, after a lot of thought, replied, Oh, you're right. Life is not like an umbrella. Soren Kierkegaard returned home. You see, in real life, Soren and Regine would never again speak to each other. She was tortured and heartbroken for years. She thought about taking her own life. He wrote about her in many of his books. He thought about taking his own life. She loved him for the rest of her life. He loved her for the rest of his life. He died miserable and alone and they were buried together without an umbrella. Number four, a woman attempts to help a man on the street who is suffering a heart attack. A crowd gathers and the woman shouts, is a doctor here? A stranger in the crowd responds, yes, I'm a doctor in philosophy. The woman points to the man. He's going to die. The philosopher replies, we are all going to die. Number three, one day, a physicist, a mathematician, and a philosopher were skinny dipping in the forest. They hear a group of students nearby hiking toward them, and the professors suddenly realize that they left their clothes hanging on tree branches and will need to run past the students to get them. The physicist jumps out of the water and covers her breasts and genitals 
with her hands as she runs past the students toward her clothes. The mathematician, in turn, covers her breasts and genitals and runs as fast as she can past the students. Finally, the philosopher gets out of the water, covers her face with her hands and walks calmly to her clothes. As the three scholars dress, the physicist turns to the philosopher and asks, why did you cover your face and not your breasts and genitals? I don't know about you, the philosopher replies, but in my classes, my students know me by my face. Okay, this is my second favorite philosophy joke. Sartre, the famous French philosopher, was in a restaurant when a waiter politely asked, Would you like something to drink, Mr. Sartre? Sartre replied, Please bring me a cup of coffee with sugar, but no cream. And the waiter walked to the kitchen to fill the order. A few minutes passed, and the waiter returned. I'm sorry, Mr. Sartre, he said. We are out of cream. Would you like a cup of coffee with no milk? You see, in Sartre's philosophy is the idea of having a genuine choice as opposed to just the mere appearance of having a choice. Sartre cannot choose to have coffee with no cream because he could not have it with cream in the first place. But he can choose to have coffee with no milk. This is it. Number one, my favorite philosophy joke. It concerns Rene Descartes. You remember Descartes. He's most famous for his quote regarding his own existence. I think, therefore I am. Descartes is in a coffee shop drinking coffee while he's writing his philosophical thoughts. He finishes his coffee and the waiter asks if he would like more coffee. Descartes replies, yes, I think so. Descartes finishes his second cup of coffee and the waiter again asks him if he would like another cup of coffee. I think so. Descartes replies. About a half hour later, Descartes finishes his third cup of coffee. The waiter comes again and asks Descartes if he would like more coffee. Descartes replies, I think not. And in a puff of philosophy, Descartes vanishes from existence. Well, I hope you liked my philosophy jokes. Do you want to know a secret? 
You see, most people tell themselves, you'd better not say that. But philosophers say to themselves, oh hell, let's see what happens. Philosophers are terrible at keeping secrets. Damn, I'm not supposed to tell you that. It's a secret. Oh, damn. I'm not supposed to tell you that. It's a secret that it's a secret. Oh, damn. I'm not supposed to tell you that. It's a secret that it's a secret that it's a secret. Damn it. I'm not supposed to tell you that. It's a secret that it's a secret that it's a secret that it's a secret. Oh, damn it. I'm not supposed to tell you that. It's a secret that it's a secret that it's a secret that it's a secret that it's a secret. Thank you for listening. I hope you will take what you've learned and be a better person. Think for yourself. Question everything. Accept nothing that does not agree with your own reason and good sense. And I promise you, despite its sham and drudgery, you will get on pretty well in this crazy world. I'm Dr. Robert Corey. Until we meet again, be good. <laughs>